Hello, podcast people. Um, I know that last week, if you were listening on the bonus episode, I called you guys the hashtag that's for lifers. Um, I don't know if we can get that like to be an actual thing, but that would be pretty dang cool if we can. Today, I'm so, so flippin' excited for this guest. This is a hometown friend of mine that I met, I guess, like, it was like fourth grade or something. I don't know. You all probably know him as this amazing, awesome, cool guy, but as a little intro into who he is, this is Ross. Oh, frick, Ross. Okay, so I had to double check the name. Um, I'm a great friend. This is off to a great start. Start. This is Ross Millet. Ross, would you like to say hi to the podcast fam? Hello. (laughs) Um, Ross is a freshman at Western Kentucky University in Kentucky, obviously. Um, that's where we're both from. He's on staff with the WKU football team as an equipment manager, which is like so awesome. Um, he's a member of Crossland Community Church, which is also the church also the church that I go to, and he's also part of a small group there. And if you know Ross, you know how he is in constant pursuit of the Lord. Everything that he has on any social media platform that he's put out, anything that he does, he does with the intention of um, doing it for the Lord. He's a dedicated Christian. He represents himself in such an amazing way, which I think is so great for college students, young men, even adults to see. Like, Ross is an example and a mentor to so many young and old. So, um, with that intro, hopefully I could do just a little bit of, uh, explain a little bit of how cool you are. Um, Ross, please introduce yourself to the people. Say anything I left out. Um, make yourself you, uncomfortable. You are the best ever. That was so <laughs> awesome. And that's, that's what I try to do. I try to live my life for god's glory every single day and i think that's what we all should do but anyway um yes like abby said i'm ross millet and um yeah i love god a lot and so everything i do um but whether it's just walking and talking to people on campus or um i try to read my bible at least like 20 minutes a day and I make music. That's my big thing right now. I'm loving making music. Um, it's all for the Lord and to glorify his kingdom. That is awesome. That is so awesome. There are so many things, even with that little introduction that I want to dive into. But before we do, I always like to open up the podcast in just a prayer. Would you feel comfortable in opening up in a prayer? Yeah, well, yes, more than comfortable. Okay, awesome, awesome. Okay. Dear Lord, I thank you for this time right now that Abby and I are going to get to discuss, um, that we're going to get to dive into our lives, but also what it means to live a Christian life and what it truly means in this world, in this crazy world today, to live for you. Um, I just pray that you bless this time that we can discuss well and let other people know um, just our hearts behind what we do and just to, to bless other people's day and make them smile today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. That was so good. Ross, you're just, oh, I just can't, I can't wait. I'm so excited. We're only four (laughs) minutes in and I'm like, this is amazing. Um, So yeah, a little bit into why originally we wanted to have you on the, we, meaning me, there's no one else here except for me, but why I wanted to have you on the podcast. So Ross and I, a little backstory, which this is how I remember us meeting. I don't know if you have a different story, but I remember it from Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing, right? Okay, yes. Okay, yeah. So Ross and I were both young, wee little theater kids back in the... Well, I still am a theater kid. 
Um, but we met doing the show Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing. <laughs> and I don't even remember. I remember. I was. I was the friend that had to wear. I had to wear a pillow under my shirt. Oh my gosh! Kid. I remember that. Yeah. Like, you like walked around with pillows in you. I forgot all about that play, to be honest. Oh with you. my gosh, baby, little Ross. Well, that's when I <laughs> met you. And we were like young then, but then yeah, just growing up. And we went to different schools, so we never really got to like hang out or see each other. But now Ross is thriving people let me tell you so he is a recording artist i guess that was would be the best way to describe you recording artist artist musician makes his own music puts it all out there social media influencer even in small town kentucky he's like making big moves he has like millions of followers on tiktok or something like you're you're blowing up man but the specifics he has eight singles out right now on streaming services including twister backsliding sos and so many more and a little birdie told me that he has a future plan of releasing 18 songs this year summer singles some are going to be on a new ep um ross would you like to talk about that a little bit Oh, well, I would love to. Um, So in the past year, actually, I think um, this month coming up, March, will have been a year since I actually put out a song. Um, I tried to be like a rapper, and I tried. That's the key word. So (laughs) I'm I'm not that. Um, I make pop punk slash rock slash poppy anything i don't really care it's not it's not rap it's more on the rock side of things Mm -hmm. and i found a love for that kind of music to where like i was a huge rap fan and i like don't really even like rap music anymore it's just all um the pop stuff and pop punk and that kind of stuff so like abby said i have eight singles out right now and three of them probably are just like uh, (laughs) if you go back and listen to them so i might take those down but the plan is this year to have yeah around 18 songs um i've gotten to work with some really really cool people on production and i have a couple really awesome features that i'm not going to say anything about right now and i'm going to have to like really compress myself to not say anything about that (laughs) um but yeah so uh, the ep that abby mentioned is something i'm super excited about it's a really spiritual and um god focused uh collection of work as compared to some of my other stuff that's just more like general and not really yeah Mm -hmm. exactly about god but more about what it's like to live a life as a christian yeah so take me through that like what got you i know this is a very like broad question but i'm so curious like what brought this about like like how did you get interested in music why do you choose to like make the music about the lord like how did all this get started yeah totally so as a kid um, I watched the Wiggles religiously. I don't know if you oh. know the, the Wiggles. <laughs> I, I've heard of them. I was a okay. fan. They were an Australian, like, kids band, yes. I guess. Um, Fruit Salad. That was my Fruit, favorite song. Yes, dude. I loved that one. Um, Big Red Car. That oh, one was my also God. really awesome. You're taking me anyway, back. Anyway, so oh. I, was always, I was always listening to them and watching their TV show and my mom says that I always wanted to just be on stage singing. Mm. So that turned into being in musicals, being in plays and theater, like Abby said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, it really turned into, once I got out of middle school, I just kind of stopped theater. Um, I started playing football and then I just didn't really have time. But then I was like, yo, 
I'm seeing these people, like I met a lot of people through TikTok um, that were going to start making music. And I was like, I love music so much. Why would I not try? Yeah. And totally. it's definitely taken a lot, a lot, a lot of time and effort and energy and like people telling me to keep trying because at certain points I was definitely ready to just give it up. Yeah. Um, because honestly, I was trash and <laughs> I thought that I was amazing, <laughs> but no. I wasn't. Anyway, but the switch from the rap melodic kind of stuff into this pop punk kind of genre that I'm in right now, it's really kind of weird. Um, someone introduced me to Machine Gun Kelly, who is not at all uh, a good Christian influence in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved that style of music, and there wasn't really anything like that in Christian music right then. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have a couple of friends that um are making music like me the kind of genre um and i just fell in love with it and i think that it's super it can be super authentic it it could be super just high energy and um that's me like if you know me i'm just Mm -hmm. super energetic and like i don't want to just be like faking that i can rap because i can't do that and i just love the rock stuff so that's definitely yeah Totally. Well, and I think that's awesome, too. Like, especially being, I mean, I go to a music school, which I've tried podcast people. I've been like, hey, Ross, come to Belmont. You know, Western (laughs) doesn't work out. You know, we can always hop over to Belmont. But Belmont is a really big music school. And I think it's so important to know, like, especially at the age we're at, like, we see all of these people on social media. And it, it, like, all we see is our kids or people our age who, like, already have their thing and so it puts this pressure on us to like already find our voice or already like Mm -hmm. know what we're doing with our life first of all it's not our plan at all which is something you know that has just recently i've just recently kind of grasped the idea of but also Mm -hmm. like i think it's really great that you don't try to hide like the transition or the change from you know having one sound to having another because that's part of like your story as a musician that's part of your story as an artist is like hey i started here and i figured out that it wasn't genuine and it wasn't what the lord was wanting me to put out and now Mm -hmm. i'm starting to find that voice i'm starting to listen to the lord and i'm starting to really genuinely enjoy this type of music like that's awesome that is so it is totally that it's what you said it's all in god's plan Mm -hmm. and so for me it's like that's why i make music i make music because he has given me the voice he has given me the ability to sing to find the people that are going to help me along the way like i can't mix my own stuff i have an engineer that does that for me and stuff like that and then so like why would i not use the gift that he has given me to glorify him yeah why would i why to be like all right god yo thanks for like letting me sing i'm Mm. gonna sing about sex and drugs Mm. and killing people Mm. yeah no that's that's not me um Mm. and i found that when i like pull ideas from scripture and when i pull like certain words from a bible verse even that i can form a song into something that's so much more meaningful and like it's so authentic and genuine because it's literally the lord's words that are fueling a song well and what we listen to plays so heavily into what we put out and i think a lot of times like even like netflix shows or like Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not gonna sit here and say i don't listen to secular music like obviously we all listen to like all kinds of genres you know what i'm saying but there's something about like there are certain like podcasts that i've listened to in the past or certain songs that i've listened to like that i 
I can't listen to because I've realized that like when I fill my mind with these things, it's not of the Lord. It doesn't produce good in me. And so Mm -hmm. like I applaud you for being so bold and saying like, hey, I'm not going to sing about all of these lists of things, sex, drugs, blah, 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 that is so encouraged in music today. Um, and I applaud you for like going against the grain, like doing your own thing. Cause honestly, like being different is how you create greatness. And I know that's not like your intention. Your intention is for the Lord, um, which, you know, whatever he wants to do with it, he'll do with it. But even just you speaking about your intentions behind your music is something that I think, especially young boys can look at too and be like, Oh wow. Like this is a cool guy and he has good morals. Like, him, you know? I mean, I can't, I can't sit here and say that, like, I don't want this to be something for my life. Like, oh. I would love to be able to say, yeah. like, I pray every, I pray every single day, God, it, it is, if it's your will, please let this be like a career for me because it's such a passion for me and mm-hmm. it's benefiting the kingdom. And it's like, all these things are going into it. And I would love to be able to do it for a job, for a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, for sure. Like, I just want to do it for the right reasons. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Also, sorry, podcast people, my um, my can- my computer just dinged, but we're going to keep going. Um, that's probably a good sign to transition. I had another question. You mentioned, like, the balance of music with college. Yeah. So, or even just, like, high school. I don't know, like, how different it was. I mean, I know in high school you can kind of, like, balance more things because it's not as serious, but, you know, time management is a huge thing in college. So, and you're, you're the manager, the equipment manager, right, of the the football team yes right yeah so that is definitely a full-time job that Mm -hmm. right now um is really a volunteer thing uh my freshman year it's required as an equipment manager student you have to volunteer for a year to make sure that you're really gonna you know lock in and do it so wow uh, next year i'll be on scholarship for that which will be nice that'll help a little bit um but right now that's definitely like this freshman year has been a huge like how am i gonna do this music thing kind of thing so my in high school, um, I really didn't start heavily making music until after the football season was over. So that was like second semester of high school. And then mm-hmm. I was really able to, I had a super chill senior year of high school. So I was able to make music basically whenever I wanted. So now I live on campus. It's only like 10 minutes away from my house. So like on the weekends, I'll come home and record if I can. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, like the full, it's a full-time job for equipment and I'm there and I'm going to be traveling on the weekends a lot for the season. And it's just like thinking, God, God, you got to give me some time and you got to give mm-hmm. me the ability to make some money or find some money somehow to be able to still do this because making music isn't cheap. And, oh, yeah. um, but the Lord has provided is like, it's so crazy. He just like, I, I just find ways to pay for things somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's like, he just, it just provides. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a transition. Yeah. No, I applaud you. Well, and especially like, that's a passion that's hard and you don't do it for the money. <laughs> you, right. if you're going into music, you are not doing it to make money. You're doing it because no. you love it. Um, right. So that's, that's awesome. I encourage you, like, it's so hard right now, but it will, it will be so worth it. Um, yes. and if, it, and if it's not in God's plan, it'll naturally not happen, but, right. um, you just keep grinding. So I want to know how long you have like lots of singles out. Like how long do you have like an average, like amount of time it takes to make like a song? Like what's the process? Like how do you get inspiration? Like what goes into it? 
it's it's really spotty um some songs will take like the other night i actually just wrote and recorded a song um i record i wrote it at 11 30 at night and yep. was done writing it by like 12 15 probably oh my gosh and then That's i recorded awesome. it the next morning at like 9 a.m and was done by noon okay and, pause for all right. my singers out there how did you how did you do that at nine in the so, morning well, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I was I was woken up at seven that morning. It, it's fine. Oh, I okay. Was, so you I was already. Okay. I didn't I wake up say, straight up. No, but it definitely like. It's that's hard. The power that, of the Holy Spirit, right there. That's, you that's, that's there absolutely right. I mean, if you if you heard me pray and you heard me say, "Okay, God, it's go time. Let's let's do this. Help us help me here." <laughs> then, funny. yeah. Um, but then there's some songs um, that a lot goes into. Like I have a song with blank that i'm not gonna say right now because i can't um that i initially wrote just to be a single just by myself and i sent it to him and was like hey would you like want to be on this and he was like sure he's a bigger artist um he signed with a record label and they went billboard on one of their albums so i was like okay well that's kind of cool anyway (laughs) Um, that song turned into like a I want to make this the best possible so from the time of it starting it's probably been about six months and um, we've added a different drum track and um, that was played by a live drummer and we've added a bass line that I got to go to Atlanta and be in the studio to be able to experience that and shot a video for it and so there's a lot of stuff that's going on for that one so that I mean, the, the the actual process of making that song didn't take but three weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. But everything else that's gone into it has been a lot longer. Wow. And so it's not, like, fully ready yet, though, right? Uh, yeah, it is. Oh. And that's the thing that sucks about, about having music made is because, like, I have a schedule. And if I could, I would just release every song, every like, a song every week. Yeah. But that's just logistically not the right thing to do. So that one's coming out in June, and it's really hard to wait because I'm super excited about it. And oh my God. yeah, but everything's ready for it. Ross, this is so exciting. Little, I'm, I'm super excited. Who would have thought? Little fourth grade Ross, who was stuffed with, with a pillows, pillow in his shirt. <laughs> yes, is now out here making music. Oh my gosh, this is this is just so awesome. Um, I wanna. Okay, so we covered like the basis of like music and all of your music stuff which I think is awesome, but I also kind of want the podcast listeners to know, like, the person behind the music, too. Yeah, um, for sure. And kind of, like, the backstory of, like, your faith, just, like, mm-hmm. plain and simple, your faith. So um, can you dive just, like, a little bit into, I mean, you don't have to go, like, full testimony mode, but, like, um, were you raised as a Christian? Like, did you find Christ later in life? You know, how, how did you come into the Christian faith? Yeah, so... Yes, I was raised as a Christian. Um, my parents raised me well in that, took me to church every week. Um, and I'm actually going to read some scripture. This is great. I actually had it open to this. So um, it's definitely, I mean, as a little child, you're not going to be like full-fledged reading your Bible every day in a mm-hmm. close relationship with God, more than likely because some of it's just hard to grasp at that age. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I always said that I was a Christian, even through like freshman, sophomore year of high school, I said that, uh, I was a Christian and I mean, like you can say that all day long and like, you can say that you believe in God, but I want to read this. It's from James two and it's, um, 
it is verse 19. And this is, it really, it's going to go into what I'm going to say after I read this, but it says, show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is a God. Good. Even the demons believe that and they shudder. So like mm-hmm. all day long, you can say, I believe in God, mm-hmm. but a true faith is going to fuel you and it's going to fill you up and it's going to let you be like, okay, I'm going to live this out and I'm really going to go all in for it. And so it wasn't until quarantine, um, really came for COVID that I started to get into it more. I actually mm-hmm. was up at like 1am and this is where music ties into all of it. I had a, an artist that I honestly was like kind of obsessed with to a point that it probably wasn't good. <laughs> and he was on Instagram live one night talking about, um, talking about Jesus, his, his testimony. And at the end of that live stream, he started playing a gospel choir and like just over the live and he was just like vibing with it. But for whatever reason, that changed my life. Like Mm. it made me start bawling my eyes out, crying on my knees, praying to God. Like, I want you, I want my whole life to be for you. And so such a small, like weird moment that he probably didn't think was going to like change anybody's life forever because Mm -hmm. it wasn't really a life changing moment. Wow. It was for me. It it was, yeah, it was kind of crazy. That's just shows you how good Jesus is, how good, like he can just intercede. In any oh my moment. gosh. Yeah. And I also think too, I talk a lot on the podcast about how like social media can be kind of toxic. And I think there definitely yeah. is like that part of it with comparison and, you know, we only put out the good, but like there is so much power at our fingertips and yes, we can absolutely. choose to use our platforms for good. Like the fact that this artist, literally that moment changed your life forever not the artist now here don't hear what i'm not saying the artist did not change ross's life right but the moment of him spreading the gospel the good news spread using his platform to preach the word to share this his christian faith that is what changed it for ross yes 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 and i i I noticed that so much about what you put out which i like i said in the beginning like the stuff that you put out on social media, which I guess this kind of plays into it, question mark, but like you, <laughs> I always see, it's just always like such faith-filled, scripture-filled things that you put out and it's so inspiring. Well, I, I definitely think that what you said is social media can be so toxic and mm-hmm. I don't want to be a reason that adds to that toxicity. I want to be like, I want to be so vulnerable. And I even the other day, actually, I went back and looked at my TikTok from like when I first started it. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I would kind of like yell. And I guess I was just extremely passionate then, but now it could come across as a little like too vain. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to, I've had to rein it in and I've had to realize that like, that's not always the best way to get people's attention. And I just want to be like super vulnerable and just so myself like as much as possible on social media so that people can just like relate to me and Mm -hmm. then through that i mean it's not always us having to say hey god's good here's why like all that stuff sometimes it's just by how you act yeah and how like the perception that people get from you and then like being a light that people are drawn to and then can understand more about the gospel through that so i just want to be completely myself like if you go on my Instagram right now, you're going to be like, what the heck is this dude posting? But I like literally don't care what people think about my Instagram anymore because it's just who I am. So yeah, come on. That is so good. So you mentioned, whoa, I just went like low key country there for a second. Anyways, I think Kentucky <laughs> side is coming up. Um, so you mentioned like, 
it, you don't always have to lead through words. You can lead by actions. And I want to know, so I have a bunch of younger viewers, high school age, and I also have a lot of college age. That's like kind of where majority of my listeners come from. So high school and college, like you talked about playing high school sports and stereotypically a lot of times I feel like especially males get this stereotype of like oh like you're the jock or oh you're the you know and it's like very hard growing up in that that atmosphere from what society makes us think like question number one is this true with your experience and question number two how do you go uh through being a christian with um these hard influences or temptations of high school slash college in sports, out of sports, friend groups, all that. Yes. That stereotype is a hundred percent accurate. Um, you walk into a high school football locker room and you're going to be like, yeah, this is exactly how I imagined it. Um, now living as a Christian, it really just takes persistence and, um, I mean, you kind of got to be a little crazy, honestly, to like not just fit into everything else and be like, no, I mean, I could do what everybody else is doing and, and say all these awful things are said in the locker room, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to represent myself, represent my faith, represent God as to just not to say that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, I remember um, I would read my Bible before games Um I think I really did it a couple times because I was just then really getting into my faith. But people would like, it's funny because you would expect people to like make fun of you mm-hmm. and be like, bro, look at this dude in the corner reading his Bible. But that's, that's really not, it's people get intrigued and they're like, why is this dude like actually sitting here reading a Bible 20 minutes before mm-hmm. games about to start? And they, they say, there must be something about this that's like, and I would have players come up to me, and while we should have been mentally focused on the game that we were about to play to go to the state championship, um, they would ask me, like, bro, you're reading your Bible. Like, what's up with that? Wow. And so that was that was a super cool way to be able to spread the gospel. And so really, like, God will open doors for you if you are so persistent and you you show that your faith is not wavering and that you just can, like, truly be consistent in it then people will start to like open their eyes to it and maybe start to like ask you questions and you're going to get made fun of and you're going to have people call you out and say like, you know, all the stereotypical things that like a Jesus freak, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. But at the end of the day, you could have a hundred people call you that every single day. But if you can change one person's life, that's so worth it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is so good. I would rather be known as a Jesus freak any day. Oh, for sure. For, for sure. sure. That's, that is so good. And like, I really hope that you all take his words and you really apply them because how rewarding, it may not feel rewarding on this earth, but this earth is evil and it is filled with so much mm-hmm. evil and you can bring so much light, but it, it doesn't matter in the long run because eternity is with the father and, oh, yes. and that is why we do what we do here on this earth is for the father. And so like, it does not go unseen. It, even if you feel unseen or even feel seen in a wrong way in society's view, you are seen through the eyes of God as his creation. And he is just rooting for you. He's rooting for you so hard. And I, I love that like you focused on what was important. 
like like and, right before a game like people think like oh this is like make it or break it game like this is the most important thing yes we have interests that should hold value in our lives but there is nothing that should take the place of the lord like the lord is number yes. one priority in, in everything yes and the thing that is crazy is the lord isn't he god's not just like okay prioritize me and I'm going to like stand alone in your life. No, it's gonna, he like shows himself in our lives and everything that we do. For instance, the game that I'm thinking about right now that I read my Bible before it, like I was reading scripture and the scripture was like, I hate to say this, it's gonna sound like kind of like Ross, you're crazy. This is not true. <laughs> but the, I, I can't even remember the verse, but the scripture was like so telling. It just, without a doubt, I was like, we're winning this game. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds that sounds crazy, but like it, it was like about going to war and which a conclusion is or a comparison is drawn um, like football going to war. That's like a similarity, I mm -hmm. guess. Yeah. But it was like going to war um, firm in the Lord, like you're going to win. And mm -hmm. so like, I, I went on the field and like most people were like, shoot, this is like a really hard team. We're going to lose. And I was like, I didn't have one doubt in my mind. Wow. So. Like when we really prioritize him, mm -hmm. he's going to show up in our lives and he's going to give us like the, he's going to show us his presence and we're just going to be like, okay, there you are. Like I see you yeah. clearly. And that yeah. may not come in the way that you think that it will. Like Absolutely um, not. what's the verse, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. For the longest time I thought like, oh, so like he'll give me what I want. But that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not the verse. He will place in your heart what you desire. And right. so in this moment, like Ross was desiring the Lord. He wasn't desiring the win. Now he got the confidence from the Lord to say like, hey, we're going to go out and win this game. But like Ross didn't read his Bible to win the game. Right. Ross, I was like, bro, if I read my Bible right now, we're just going to win. Yeah. Like, if, I, if, I like, if I like pretend that I'm doing something good so that it looks like I'm a Christian and like I'm doing my Christian duty, then God's going to let us win. Because that's not how he works. He doesn't yeah. work to... Like, obviously, the other people on the other team were like, they wanted to win, too. So yeah, it's not like yeah. God's just going to be like, here you go. You get whatever you want. And mm -hmm. uh, often he gives us what we don't. He gives us the opposite. Mm -hmm. And that's going to teach well, we us even. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to give us bigger lessons. And but yeah, with, like you said, was what we need. What mm -hmm. he does, what he puts in our lives is what we need without exactly. a doubt. Exactly. So now looking at it through like college views, I know for me, it's been a struggle to hold true to my morals and values with the temptations of college because now we take away the factor of like our parents you know making decisions mm -hmm. for us and we're on our own and we make our own schedules and you meet new people and new people have new things that they do and how <laughs> right. uh, yeah how has that been with just like staying true to who you are and what you believe i definitely say there's several factors that go into it for me personally and um the job, my equipment manager job is like, like I said, it's full-time job basically. And I'm there a lot. And the people luckily that I work with are my best friends. So oh, awesome. when I'm, when I'm at work, um, with my best friends, that's my hangout time. And yeah, I mean, we'll go out and do stuff outside of football, but like we play football together after practice and we do a lot of fun stuff together. Oh. Um, and that's not to say that like every single one of those people that is in that building every single day is like, a dedicated Christian and that like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be like, Jesus was not a person that said, no, if you're not a Christian, like if you don't believe in God, then I'm not going to be friends with you. Like yeah. that's not who he was. He wanted to mm -hmm. be friends with everyone. And totally. so 
like I enjoy those people so much and while they not might not have the exact same morals as I do I think that being firm in your own faith is like just loving on those people when there's common ground like when you can just be at work and hang out mm-hmm. or when you can just go like if you have a group of friends that would prefer to go out to a bar and drink all night and you don't want to do that then be like hey you want to go bowling tonight or something different just yeah. like set the stage to where you wouldn't be influenced into something other than what you really want to be going into and then i'd say another factor for me is that um my roommate actually is a lifelong friend you know carson yeah yeah <laughs> Shout so out carson. Carson, hey, carson. carson is my roommate um we've gone way back we have very similar morals so like when we're we're basically together all the time and so like when we're hanging out it's we have some some things in common so i definitely say that you have to discern between your friends hang out make your best friends your people that you know are rooted in the lord and make your just like i mean that's not to say that my best friends are all rooted in the lord i i can't say that this is sounding kind of bad no no i get what you no i definitely get what you mean though because like the people the closest people my mom has always always told me that like the five closest people that you have in your life are the people that you become like like the people you hang out with like you are going to pick up their mannerisms what they believe what they think like yes you're surrounding yourself with those people so like yeah that doesn't come across as anything rude i mean what you're surrounded by is what you become that's why like it's so encouraged to like wake up and read your bible first because that's like the Mm -hmm. first thing that you think of like yeah totally surround yourself with life-giving friends who are rooted in the lord as well because not only is it like uplifting builds you up inspires you they're also can challenge you and help you grow further in your faith, hold you accountable and be like, Hey bud, like you and I both have the same kind of view on this thing here. And I know it may seem fun in the moment, but like, let's think about in the long run, let's think about, you know, how, so yeah, totally. I I totally agree 100% with what you're saying. And okay. So bouncing off of what you just said, also for the long run, um, my mother is very health oriented Mm -hmm. and a lot of people, have probably thought for my whole life that my parents are super strict and that they would never let me do anything like out of this box. And that's not necessarily true, but because she is so health minded, I've also been the same. And while it looks like I've just been restricted on what I can do, I've been thinking about like, if I were to just drink like crazy and just become addicted to that, then how is it going to affect my health in the future? I want to live a long life that I can, that I can glorify God for 90 years I don't know Mm -hmm. however long he wants me on this earth and then the same for just other things that are not physically good for you it's not just that I'm like some nut that doesn't want to have fun no it's like I'm first of all thinking about my health and I'm also yes thinking it's against the law we are told to follow the law biblically so I think those two things also go into it Mm -hmm. um like I want to have a liver when I'm 45 (laughs) well I mean your body is a temple Right, you know, yes, we want to we want to treat it right. We want to keep ourselves well and keep our bodies running. And you know, God created our bodies for certain purposes, and if we abuse that, then we're not following the plan that He has for us. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah very beautifully put and i i love that you mentioned your family because your family is just oh they're just the sweetest people every time i talk to them i'm like i just feel so Aww. loved yeah um, i love my family yeah so would you just share a little bit about your family just i don't yeah, know i would love to so um i don't know what to say they're just so <laughs> wonderful we have such a dynamic that um i think is really special that a lot of families I, I would just wish that they could have what we have. And I don't know if it's just the way that we're, we're all sort of introverted and we all like really just being at home. And so mm -hmm. when we're at home, we're just in the living room watching a show together or talking and we, we have deep conversations and we're not scared to really dive into some um, deeper subjects. Mm -hmm. So um, another thing that has been really awesome in my life, which it, was something that nobody would expect to be a blessing, but it really is. My brother, um, his name's Owen. He has, a, he has, it's diagnosed as autism, but we wouldn't necessarily say that that's what he has. Mm -hmm. um, it's just been really hard to diagnose exactly um, what you could call it. But mm -hmm. anyway, he's nonverbal. Um, he is just awesome, though. I love oh, him so much. He, he's so he's taught me so many so many lessons and i think that honestly he is a huge reason that i'm where i'm at in my faith right now and mm -hmm. like just learning how to love someone so unconditionally um i mean you're gonna love your siblings regardless but it's like we have a special kind of bond just because the way that um our household is run and the way that we we just love each other like crazy so um that's really awesome and it's been huge in my walk and our family i think because we've all grown to see what it means to like actually live with what most people would consider a burden but it turned out to be a blessing so oh my gosh yes yeah no ross's family is just so sweet i see i see y'all in church all the time and sweet little <laughs> owen just turns his little head and has the biggest little smile on his he always, face he always watches the timer in the back he loves a timer countdown. that's so what he's looking at Whenever it hits zero, he like he loves it. I mean, oh, it's not like he's so trying to get out of church. He just loves it. I had no idea because one time I sat behind y'all in church and he kept turning around and he would well, just sometimes smile. he'll find somebody he knows back there, but you know. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, well, so now kind of transitioning from your family to another person in your life. So I know <laughs> you, I I want to talk about this topic because. Um, Lots of people just like to hear about this topic. Um, but, Ross, you've been in a relationship for a while now, right, with Ava? That's correct, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, she's okay, I guess. She's <laughs> fine. Well, uh, uh, no, actually, that's, yeah, that's another just huge blessing. Um, I won't even really get into the story of how we how we met, but we've been together for almost a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. um, and just the way we met is another, like, god ordained like whoa how did that happen like it's crazy we met a mutual friend somehow we met through a mutual friend that lives in san diego what so like yeah wait, yeah it's wild. what yeah wait, i'm so curious can you please just <laughs> okay yeah a quick version a quick you don't have to go I will. Deep. I will. okay cool. okay um <laughs> so through tiktok we both had met somebody that lives in san diego like i said and she added Ava to this group chat of girls that were like Christian influencers. And then I was in a group chat with this girl that was from San Diego separately already. And so 
as Ava and I'm, her name's Riley, the mm-hmm. San Diegan, if that's how you, is that a thing? San, San Diegan? <laughs> that's definitely not a thing, but I just made it up, so it's not like that. Um, but they met, they got closer, and so then Riley added Ava to this group chat that I'm in. This is kind of confusing because it goes all over the place. Okay. I'm following. Lo and behold, Ava and I go to the same school. Yes. So, like, okay, well, we just got added to a group chat together by someone that was a San Diegan. Okay. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so from then, at first, I'm going to be honest, and she knows this, that I really was not into it um, mm. at all. And... It was actually at a point where, like, this is all as quarantine was really ramping up. And as we were going to be transitioning from seniors in high school to freshmen in college, and I was really just, like, in a place where I felt like I didn't have any friends at all and that nobody really, like, cared about me a whole lot. And so my mom could see that, and my mom um, encouraged me to talk to this girl that I'd been talking to a little bit some more. And that was Ava, and we ended up... I'm really hitting it off after that, and now here we are. Oh, my gosh. There's more to the story than that. I need to shout out one person. His name's Nathaniel because he'll get mad if I don't. But (laughs) Nathaniel, thank you if you're actually listening to this. But Thanks, Nathaniel. I love that. Um, So I want to know. So I know Ava is a huge Christian as well. She, I, I can tell on everything she puts out as well. And we also did dance together back in the day. So, oh, really? Um, yeah, at uh, our little local dance academy, we would dance. She was way better. Than, she was amazing. Like, she, she's so She's still good. dancing now, so. I'm oh, good, good. Well, she's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I want to know, like, how you guys are able to prioritize the Lord through your relationship, you know, the struggles of, you know, because a lot of times I feel like it's very easy to um, – I guess, I mean, just to be blunt, like idolize the other person that you're with and kind of replace the Lord in some way because now you're feeling like this form of affection, this form of security from someone you can see, touch, feel, hear actual words from. So how have y'all made that a priority to like hold the Lord in y'all's relationship? It was huge for us to have met in that group chat that was fueled. It was like all, it was a Christian group chat. So that's, that was our discussion every single day was about, about God. So through that, we were able to understand that we had similar views, pretty much the exact same views on things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's continued into our relationship now. And we realized that like, if it weren't for God, then we wouldn't, I mean, that sounds so cliche, like God put us together, but like, (laughs) that's that's the truth. And that's how it is for everyone. But we try to do Bible studies as often as possible. Like if we just have a time where we can see each other for 20 minutes a day, or even if it's just on FaceTime, Mm -hmm. reading the word, because when we read the word together um, and pray together afterwards, it's just like, like, it just brings us together so much more than anything else could than any other activity or worldly thing i think you might get what i'm getting yeah at, but oh yeah then, then, then any other thing could bring you close together like it i mean it's just it is <laughs> no we talk about everything here on the podcast yeah. these people know these people yeah know. yeah i'm sure i mean well it's, i mean it's human just We're humans. just to be blunt i mean like the lord created sex he did yeah it's yeah a beautiful it's a good thing. thing but in today's standard standards it's been twisted and so twisted. now we're kind of like even afraid to mention it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but I think like 
I watched this relationship series by Mike Todd, and I know lots of people have, like, different views on Mike Todd, but I, I love his relationship series. I don't listen to any of the other ones, but whatever. That's besides the point. But he said, he was like, if if the church doesn't talk about sex, where are people going to learn the right. world by looking it up? And that's a twisted view. So, like, why yes. are we not, like, why are we staying away from it? And yeah. I that kind of, like, changed things for me, and I was like, wait. Oh my gosh, this is like important. So I really yeah. applaud you guys for, you know, not only like having a relationship like between you and Ava and saying like, okay, like, yeah, the Lord is important to us. Like that's not really y'all's view. Y'all's view is more like this is a relationship between me, Ava and the Lord, you know, yes, like absolutely. it's a, it's a three way. We don't want to hide anything from God. Like it wants yeah. we want it to just everything to be out in the open and for it yep. to be right and for it to be good. Yeah. And well, and I mean, just like Adam and Eve, you can't, you know, you can't right. really hide anything from God. That's that's so true. Yes. No, so yeah, awesome. it's it's definitely also getting into the relationship and like before we did, we asked each other questions. Like Ava and I made sure that we were both gonna be like sure that we were waiting till marriage because that's huge. Yeah. That's that's like a huge indicator honestly now in this world mm -hmm. if like you're in it for the i don't want to say the right reasons but honestly mm -hmm. like if we, are you really going to be um consistent with your beliefs oh, yeah. so yeah that that was huge and then mm -hmm. just talking about god like as much as possible we pray every night before we go to bed um so, sweet. so that's that's a big that's a big one um yeah but just keeping him as that priority and realizing that like we wouldn't have what we have if it weren't for him. Yeah, that's awesome. I will also say for anyone who is looking to be in a relationship, I know I have some people in my life who have been like, well, you can't get girls if you're like, if you're just like, be like nice guys always finish last, like blah, blah, blah. No, I get... you're wrong. Go Ross, go off. Tell them how it is. <laughs> just be yourself. And God's going to put you with a person that respects you for that and that loves mm -hmm. you for that. Mm -hmm. And, and because like, it would be wrong for you to just go out and be like, not you. And then find somebody that like, likes the not you, you. Exactly. And then you get married and then you realize that and then you're stuck. you can't be yourself. And then you're not happy because you can't be yourself. And then and when then you look. do be yourself, then they, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Totally. It's no good. Nice guys cycle. do not fit. No. You know what? Actually, nice guys do finish last because they finish. They actually get a good, long-term, beautiful Facts. relationship. I like that. But guys who who aren't nice, they don't even finish. It's just right, like, be, it's they just like done. Tear their ACL. They tear their ACL halfway through. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Oh, and he's funny too, people. A funny Christian. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, on that note, Ross, I thank you so much for just, we just talked about so much and it was awesome. This was, that was this so was good. So good. I'm so excited to hear what you put out. Um, and I hope everyone listening just loved hearing Ross's words, loved hearing God speak through him. Um, he's such a great inspiration, mentor, friend. And so I encourage you guys, Ross, go ahead and shout yourself out. Um, everyone give Ross a follow on all of this information. Listen to his music. One, two, three, Ross, whenever you're ready. So the best way, follow me on Instagram, Ross, or no, it's not Ross underscore Millet anymore. It's the, the Ross Millet, M-I-L-L-E-T. And then 
my name is what you can find me under on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, um, Ross Millet, like I said. That is it. Oh, TikTok, TikTok. I don't really post too much anymore, but I'm going to try. Ross underscore Millet too. That's nice. it. Nice. Okay. Ross, R-O-S-S, for anyone that wants, that yeah. is um, not very it's good not, at spelling. It's not Russ. It's, not Russ. It's, it's Ross, yeah. Ross. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's awesome. Ross, thank you so much for coming on the thank pod. Thank you. This was awesome, yeah. and everybody. You're awesome, Abby. Oh, stop it, Ross. Thank you so much. <laughs> everybody, Ross loves you. I love you. Jesus loves Jesus you. Jesus loves you. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Everybody, that was Ross, and that's life. <laughs>